0: what is up ladies and gentlemen welcome to episode 62 63 oh my goodness 63 tighten up the dog pound we are coming off championship weekend and we are inching ever so closer to Super Bowl Sunday and it all comes to an end but of course not here by myself today I'm joined by the bald sexy wearing his joe thomas snap count hat michael welsh ladies and gentlemen how are we doing sir
1: thanks for the introduction thomas um i'm doing good uh feeling definitely feeling a little bit of reality hitting with what you mentioned about the season coming to an end because as much as we love doing the mock drafts and talking about free agency and coaching hires that stuff's fun man but when the season's over there's just like a full like several weeks of just sadness and that that next week where we don't have a game after the super Bowl is where it really hits where it's like shit it's like so what, when it
0: really hits is like beginning of june because the draft's over there's yeah. like there, there's like 45 days till
1: training camp and i mean we're basically dave Chappelle and the tyron
0: biggum skit. like you got any more of that nfl yeah. content
1: <laughs> at that point we're just watching ronald acuna jr hit home runs for the braves waiting for football season to start mm. But, yeah, it's uh, it's bittersweet. I, I, I don't know if you saw my tweet I had yesterday um, about, it, you know, reflecting on the season a little bit. It was kind of a weird season, you know. Um, there were so many injuries across the NFL. The refs were like more dog shit than ever. And then we kind of got a Super Bowl that no one really wanted. Someone was like, this may be the worst Football season we've had in a while when you really oh. stack up because all the primetime games like almost all the primetime games were dog shit. A lot of them were. And I was like, man, you know, the Browns made the playoffs and like that part of the season was magical for me. But when you look at it as a big picture, it's like I don't know one person besides like actual fans of the Chiefs and the 49ers that are excited for this Super Bowl. Everyone wanted the lines, and, you know, it's like I'm not really that excited for the Super Bowl. I'm going to watch it. Course. I'm going to bet on it. I'm going to do all the things. But you know how it is, man. We just had this Super Bowl a few years ago. I just wanted to see some different teams in there. Um, I, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm
0: like excited about the Super Bowl, but I don't feel any different about it than I did about last year. Like, if, if the Titans aren't in it or if a team that I just like absolutely despise isn't in it, like, I, I generally
1: have the same feeling. See, I don't. I'm sick of, you know, Mahomes has become very unlikable. Uh, I'm sick of watching Brock Purdy be a glorified game manager, take away one weapon, and then he's, you know, it's just like I'm very uninterested in the 49ers. I feel like I've seen them in the championship game or the Super Bowl so many times in the last several years, and I'm just sick. I'm just very sick of – I'm just sick of them. I don't know. The Chiefs is is cooler in a way because, like, we're kind of witnessing – a Tom Brady 2.0 Tom Brady, Bill Belichick 2.0 situation with Reed Mahomes, like can't count him out. Mahomes in the playoffs is pretty exciting to watch. And now they're back again. You know, we're witnessing like greatness, like true greatness, which is kind of, which is cool. Uh, But yeah, I just, you know, one of the Lions in there, man, Dan Campbell really pissed out his leg. Yeah. I mean, I was rooting for the lions cause they had the most balls left on any game <laughs> and,
0: but so, so you know, the what you brought about the 49ers was, was, was interesting to me because I was uh, talking to Fuller the other day and he was just like, man, like it's a Super Bowl where like everybody just like generally just hates both teams. And I'm like, do people really hate the 49ers? And I don't know. Just, hate.
1: It's not hate. It's just I'm sick of them. I don't know, man. Like I'm just sick of.
0: I just, I just never. it. I'm My like, man, I'm like on an island on this. Like, I just I don't hate. Like, I mean, the 49ers <laughs> are there. They exist. I don't like. You know, I'm rooting, I'm rooting for the 49ers in the Super Bowl because I want to see Jawan Jennings, that absolute dog for the Tennessee Volunteers, get a ring. But I mean, like, I don't know. I just don't, like, why would anyone hate the
1: 49ers? That's their, I, I mean, mean I was, like, maybe outside of our, like
0: if you were an NFC West fan, but yeah,
1: I mean, maybe our Twitter feeds are just different. But like, ever since championship weekend concluded, everyone has been relentlessly shitting on this Super Bowl matchup. Man. And I, I mean, I see it all day. Um, and as soon as the Forty ers beat the Lions, I like just had like an eye roll moment of like, well, here's a, it's just a predictable Super Bowl, you know. I don't know, it just is. Like we just saw it. See, I don't, I, feel like- I, I, I don't hate the Forty ers I just am like, I could go a couple years without seeing them this far in there again. I don't know. See, I kind of felt that way about because, I me mean, like, I, I don't like the
0: Eagles and then uh, i do have i do have chiefs fatigue
1: yeah yeah chi- yeah i mean like i i do too like you the greatness with mahomes and reed like like i said like i have interest in that because it's like wow we're witnessing something that could be pretty special that already you know if he retired tomorrow he could probably get my fucking hall of fame you know like so that aspect is cool but overall yeah the chiefs fatigue the taylor swift you know like the networks are really like overdoing the taylor swift stuff and I don't have anything against Taylor Swifter or, or the whole her and Kelsey relationship. I just think that the networks are just like really ruining it. And <laughs> they're making people hate her. Uh, and just they're it's just too much, you know, I don't know. Uh, so I think a lot of people have Chiefs fatigue because of that, too, which is a whole other element of it. Um, all that being said, um, that's the Super Bowl matchup we have. And we had these championship games this past weekend. Uh, both, honestly, good games. You got to feel for Lions fans. You know, I feel like I feel like they they really had it. And Dan Campbell's over aggressiveness. And I laughed so hard at your post: draw twenty five or kick a field goal <laughs> with the dead. I mean that that's how it was. I'm just like. My brother in Christ. Well, what I, I are saw you doing? I saw that
0: poster where, where it was, I guess, like how much on a scale of a one to ten how much would you give Dan Campbell? I'm like, dude, I'd give him an eleven. Yeah. He's dude, it's, it's oh especially and I, and I didn't catch this at first, dude. But if you look at like just the straight box score of like, you know, total team yards, penalties, like like the 40, like it could not have been more even. Like they were both 50% on third down conversions. Like yards were pretty similar. It was 34 31. Like literally, the difference was Dan Campbell
1: just pissing out his leg, bro. Really, moment, really, moment, really moment was, was too big. Yeah, he, moment was too he, big. He
0: got he got too high off his own supply.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think we've talked about this. I know I've had this discussion with other people. I'm pretty sure we did at some point. Like the lines are really good this year, and like they're easy to root for. Like Dan Campbell's easier to root for. But we said several times, especially last year, because I would buy into the hype. Every game thinking that they were going to win, you know, and you were like, I'm I'm done picking the lines, you know, we had these back and forth because yeah. what you love about Dan Campbell is also like some of the worst things about him in terms of he's overly aggressive and just does stupid shit and he gets away with it sometimes. And then sometimes he doesn't and it's in a regular season game and that's okay because you play next week. But in a game like this, you're one game from the Super Bowl, dude, I mean, you can't do that stuff. You can't. And he did. <laughs> and I was like, I was, you know, I went into this game thinking like, man, the lines are going to be close. And then uh, he's going to do like a, a fake punt in his own territory to try to outsmart, you know, j- just because he has, there's always that chance he's going to do something stupid. And I didn't think it would be this field goal situation, but um, yeah, I, I, I truly like, I feel for Lions fans, man, because they felt like they had it. They were up what 20 21, 24 to 7 at one point. Like yeah,
0: 24 to 7.5. and a half. And so yeah. Yeah, I
1: mean if there's one thing Dan Campbell
0: did that I agree with. It's at the post press press conference. He's like, yeah, we probably won't make it back this back again. And I'm like, dude, I don't think you are. Like, I'm I'll just say it right now the Dan Campbell Lions will not make it back to another NFC championship game. Okay. You heard it here first,
1: everyone. You know, I, I definitely had some respect for him just being real about that. You know, it wasn't a cardboard cutout response. I was like, damn, like he he knows he probably knows how much he fucked up because. You know. you As a football fan, you know how hard it is to get back to that point once ever again, Let you know, like the cries Chiefs and cries uh, in 2019 Titans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, like the Patriots of our youth and now the Chiefs of our adult life make it look easy to get back there. And even the 49ers to an extent, they're just like in it every year, but that isn't the case for some teams, especially because like Jared Goff has played well. And like, they have a good core group of players, but I mean, how, how they have a lot of free, like players are going to be free agents. Now, luckily reportedly today, Ben Johnson's staying, which you said that was going to be the biggest test for uh Dan Campbell would be to, like, see how he the team would be without him. But yeah, I'm shocked really that he's staying lucky. Yeah. So that, that actually helps him a lot in terms of, you know, being able to be competitive next year and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I don't think they'll ever get back, but I, I could see it. Like I, 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 agree with you to an extent. I don't want to like definitively say it, but yeah, it could be like a, they're a wild card team next year. And then like, they miss it, you know, like that's hard, man. So I hated that for lions fans. Um, but, you know, you got to give credit. 49ers, they battled back. You know, I know I made the comment about comments about Brock Purdy. I don't think Brock Purdy Brock Purdy's like a dog shit quarterback at all. Like, I think he's a good quarterback. I just, we've seen so many times during the season when he loses weapons and he's just less effective. So do you think that he is an MVP candidate like he's made out to be? Or do you think he's a product of... Great coaching and elite weapons.
0: I mean, I think I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, the comment about how like you know he loses like some weapons and he turns into a pumpkin. Like I, I feel like you could say that for like eighty five percent of the starting quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, I guess like not Mahomes because he hasn't had weapons really all season. Trying to think who else that doesn't really apply. I mean, I feel like a, a healthy Aaron Rodgers maybe, but I mean like Mahomes. You, you know I uh,
0: burrow the not last year but the year before Burrow didn't have chase for a stretch and they were still playing well yeah
1: joe flacco you know quarterbacks like that we, just in that yeah, top joe, jo- top edge <laughs> absolutely super bowl winning quarterback joe flacco browns fan or browns legend i mean absolutely um yeah no i i get what you're saying it's just like I don't like when the media or fans like crown a guy too fast. And it felt like he got crowned pretty fast. And I just never even saw him as like an MVP quarterback. But for a while, it's like Brock Purdy's got the best odds to win MVP. I'm like, I just don't, I don't know.
0: Yeah. But he was playing well in the middle of the season, but, yeah. but even again, like, you know, he may develop into something special just because he, he's a second year guy, Mr. Relevant out of Iowa state. Like, yeah. Who knows, maybe like 5 years from now Brock Purdy is just the next next Peyton Manning.
1: He could be oh, wow. or, <laughs> He could be or he could be like an Alex Smith type. You know, like a good quarterback that bounces around a few teams and like yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. Um So, 49ers punched their ticket, they're back, and then we have the Chiefs and Ravens. Now, this was a very uh and, and do you have any more thoughts of the of the 49ers lines? You know, there was one quote I saw
0: from somebody like during the season, and it was it was talking about Dan Campbell and his aggressiveness. And I, you know, it, it kind of stuck with me. It was like, if Lions are so good,
1: why do they play so desperate? Damn. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a-, a yeah. That's a that's a fair point, honestly. Because they do they do play like that at time. Like, yeah, that's interesting. Um. On to Chiefs-Ravens. Chiefs-Ravens. Chiefs punched their ticket, winning in 17-10 in Baltimore. The narrative that people tried to make about Mahomes winning on the road is already dead. Show a gravestone of 2024 to 2024. <laughs> you know, like that lasted. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, like I said at the top of the episode, that Pacheco has complimented him really well. You know, like I think them having a running game and a good defense has helped. But like, It is just crazy. Like, when they need it, he delivers. i watched so many times in that game where the Ravens were in it a lot. I mean, Lamar throws that triple coverage interception in the end zone. Just egregious. And then uh, – The the
0: Falcons must be killing themselves right now that they didn't trade eight first-round picks and give a $250 (laughs) million contract to a guy that ended the season throwing a triple coverage interception in the end zone. Yeah. Ugh. Cue, there was the Reggie,
1: cue the Reggie Miller choke give <laughs> There was that, and then there was uh, the Zay Flowers fumble on the goal line. Moments after egregious. Ta- taunting. egregious. I mean, and. take taunting penalty
0: out, out, out of the game. We should well, encourage yeah. taunting. Yeah. We should encourage all that toxic behavior. Yeah. And equally as egregious, stretching the ball out at the
1: goal line. Yeah, it's, what, are you, what, are, what are you doing? It's always so risky. You see players do it all the time and get away with it. But yeah, that's exactly why you don't do that. <laughs> um. So the Ravens, one interesting thing that I took away from that game was, well, two things really. One of them is like, I think Lamar Jackson is who we think, you know, they are who we thought they were. That's how I feel like about Lamar Jackson now. I feel like the biggest thing with him has been how does he perform in the postseason? and can he stay healthy late in the year like we've talked about he did stay healthy this year he's probably gonna win the mvp he had a really good regular season the ravens were number one seed they did beat the texans gotta give them credit there but you can't get drafted and say i'm gonna bring a super bowl to baltimore immediately and then play like this in the playoffs you can't throw into triple coverage you can't not elevate the players right like we see other quarterbacks just like do the things that I think people think Lamar can do, but I don't know if he's ever going to do in terms of being able to, to go to the Super Bowl. Well, I so. was always against him getting that contract
0: because he yeah. has, he has to run to be successful. And they, the running backs between all of them got six carries on Sunday.
1: I was about to and say when, and that.
0: When, and when you turn Lamar into just a drop
1: back quarterback,
0: that's, in the words of Richard Sherman, that's the result you're going
1: to get. <laughs> well, it's funny you bring up that Russian stack because, I mean, between Jackson Edwards, Justice Hill, and Zay Flowers, I mean, they had three, six, seven, eight. They had 16 carries. But yeah, you take Zay Flowers, was basically nothing on a few end around plays. But to be the, I think they were the number one rushing team, right? If I'm not mistaken to be the yeah, number yeah, the, the, the number yeah.
0: one rushing team playing the Chiefs who were just coming off a game where they gave up 182
1: rushing yards against the Bills. Make it make sense. I don't get that. How do you how do you be that effective at running the ball and then and then I mean they didn't even get touches. It's not like it was a blowout. You know, the Ravens were in it for a while. Lamar Jackson goes 20 he he throws about 37 times. I you just got to wonder. I, I wonder about that stuff. I, you know, I've seen the Browns do this during the regular season sometimes, you know, where it's like they're the best running team in the NFL going up against the 32nd ranked run defense and the running backs get like six carries in the game. And I'm like, look, I know you're not going to run the ball 50 times a game, but sometimes it's not that hard. Don't overthink it.
0: But Like before you get away from the run, like make the defense show that they can stop it.
1: Right. Absolutely. It just so insanity, I, but yeah, very, very surprised by that. And before we end those thoughts, because I want to I want to jump to a few other things. Do you think Lamar Jackson will ever reach a Super Bowl, reach a Super Bowl? Not mm-hmm. win, but do you think he will ever get to one? I'm going to say no. I'm also. It's essentially
0: Lamar Jackson versus the field, and the field includes Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and then you know, like over the course of the next five years, some other teams that we just don't see coming are going to spring up. Like you know, like Patrick Mahomes,
1: Joe Burrow, Will Levis. You know, it's just yeah, Deshaun Watson and the Joe Flacco hybrid quarterback experience.
0: Yeah, the the Browns running the uh, wishbone offense with Joe Flacco under center, Deshaun Watson and PJ Walker in the backfield.
1: undefeated season incoming. It's
0: it's going to be like the Georgia tech or like the air force triple option (laughs) offense. You know, you just don't know what's coming.
1: Could you imagine that would be fucking insane. I, I agree with you though. Like it's not even, I don't think either of us are being even a hater on him about it. I just feel like, yeah, when you compare who he has to go up against and then just who he appears to be as a quarterback. I mean, it's not like he's been in the league for one or two years. Like he's been around, you know, we, we know who he is at this point. Do I think that the Ravens will have winning seasons and make the playoffs? Sure. But with this was the year where I thought, well, like, if if he's going to prove everyone wrong it's this year, it felt like their year. It, it just did to me. I was like, oh, I hate to say it. I don't want to see it, but I feel like the Ravens are going to make it to the Super Bowl. And if it didn't happen this year, I just, I don't see it in the Lamar Jackson era. And also we've seen these running quarterbacks, dude. We've seen it. How many times have we seen it where they're, lights out MVP, and then they fall off a cliff. There's nothing to, like, that could happen to Jackson, too, in a couple years, the same way it happened to like Cam Newton. Cam Newton, exactly. Yeah, Cam Newton won MVP. Cam Newton went to a Super Bowl. Cam Newton was regarded as a top-five quarterback in the league for a stretch, and then it just, like, you blinked, and he's out of the league. So you just never know. You really don't, and the, with with how many hits Jackson takes, and like just being that style of quarterback, he's also small. Like Cam Newton was a fucking specimen. So yeah. exactly,
0: and then also with Lamar's contract, I mean it. It's going to be hard to maintain all of those pieces that was that were on the number one scoring defense when your quarterback is taking up so much of the salary cap. Yep. So it's going to be hard to retain a lot of those guys as well. So it's like, how long can you keep? That de- you know that defense in place
1: yeah yeah because you're gonna have to pay those guys the Patrick Queen and uh Kyle Hamilton who you know he was all over the field man I hate that they drafted him Kyle Hamilton he I think Travis Kelsey cooked him a few times but he was making plays left and right and I was like uh but um yeah uh I want to wait to do our Super Bowl prediction until it gets closer but that's Absolutely. our matchup. That's our matchup, the Chiefs and 49ers. Um, so the other thing I want to bring up before we move to, we're going to talk about our top three favorite plays from the Brown season, from the Titans season. When well, it I'll ended. See. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's very few for you. And also we had some people reply to our tweets. So I want to give them a shout out uh, of what they thought their favorite play was. So real fast, and we'll keep this short. The Browns hire uh, Ken Dorsey as offensive coordinator. I thought that it was just kind of a due diligence interview. I think some of the guys that they really wanted got got hired elsewhere. Um, and in addition to that, I've, I've done more research on uh, Ken Dorsey, and it, it's made me come around on him a little bit. Um, a few notable things. He's never had an offense that wasn't top six in scoring, top ten in least turnovers, and top ten in put uh passing touchdowns. And in twenty twenty two, they were the Bills' offense under him were second in the NFL in yards per play and second in the NFL yards per carry. Um, in addition to that, stand by one more n- little nugget. Um, the offense's EPA during a 10, ten game span uh, without him like drastically went down. So, I mean, here's the thing, and I thought this whenever he got fired, Josh Allen turns the ball over a lot most a, a lot of people thought the firing was kind of a it was a scapegoat situation. And when your quarterback is turning the ball over that much, I think 14 times in 10 games, that's a lot, man. So like and we know how much Josh Allen turns the ball over, so I'm not saying he did everything right and didn't deserve like who knows what goes on behind closed doors. But on the surface, I'm like, yeah, well, you know, like let's let's see how it shakes out. I don't hate it as much as like the initial interview with him. I was like, I don't love that. I'm kind of neutral right now. I don't think he's going to call plays. There was a report that Stefanski may give up play calling if they bring in the right OC, but I don't think he's going to call plays. What do you think?
0: I I couldn't tell you one thing about Ken. Like, I I really don't know if it was his fault for what the bills were going. I mean, I do think that they made the correct decision in terms of like, if you're going to go with Ken Dorsey or Joe Brady, I would go with Joe Brady because I love Joe Brady and I think he's going to be a head coach one day. But I mean, whether or not, Ken Dorsey's success or failure with the Bra it's gonna it's all gonna determine if they can make Deshaun Watson good again. Yeah. That, that's what's gonna make that's what's gonna like if Deshaun Watson's good next year, you know, the hire's gonna look good if he sucks, then.
1: Yeah. And I think that's partially why they they brought him in to, to help breathe some new life into an offense and maybe cater it more towards Watson. Um and the reports ever as they felt with AVP while he is good, he's going to get a job pretty fast. Alex Van Pelt, like it, I guess it got a little stale and repetitive of what they were doing. So, yeah. Yeah, Uh, I mean, you know,
0: bringing an offensive coordinator who was coordinating an offense with a, you know, running quarterback. quarterback. So, yeah, you know, who knows, maybe he can add some new wrinkles to make things better next year.
1: I'm of course, I agree. I'm of course optimistic, but you know how sometimes we sign a player or hire a coach, and I'm like, "How? Oh, that's a great decision." It's like right now, I, 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 don't, I, I really don't know how to feel. Like I'm pretty neutral about it. Dude. I'm not, I'm not going out and getting a Ken Dorsey jersey from when he played quarterback with the Browns. Hopefully, so. he performs better for you as OC than he did as
0: the quarterback for the Browns in a yeah. 2008 matchup, a 28 to nine loss to the Tennessee Titans in Nashville, where Ken Dorsey was 22 of 43, 150 yards and an interception.
1: We don't talk about that. That's we, in we, the past. We don't live in the past, bro. <laughs> he was a Miami Hurricanes actual legend. Also. He, he, yeah. he, he was good back, back in those days. But yeah. Who knows? But, man. We'll see. All right. Uh, moving on from that, just because I don't feel like there's a lot more to say. Um, so. We're going to highlight Top three. Favorite plays, which I know is going to be harder for you to pick than me. From is the... it like
0: favorite individual
1: plays or just like overall moments? It's, sorry, yeah, f- moments. You know, like okay. there's, I have my three moments picked out of where it was just like okay. I was ear to ear, smiling, and excitement, whatever. So I'll go first with one, and then you tell me yours, and then at okay. the end we'll read off what people replied. So absolutely, but let, 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 let's do you have them like in
0: order in your head. Yeah, let's start. Let's start with three and then work our way up to the to our best moment.
1: OK, so number three for me is it wouldn't be on a lot of people's moment list, but I was up at the game in uh, Cleveland when they when DTR started against Pittsburgh and we won 13 to 10. I didn't sit down that whole game and it was some of the loudest I've ever heard that stadium. Uh, and that moment of DTR leading a game winning drive and then crying on the sidelines after was like, I felt hopeful at that moment. I felt like it's not going to be pretty. And this is way before we got Joe Flacco. I was like, it's not going to be pretty, but we could squeak into the playoffs was how I felt at that moment. And we, for since 1999, we were never a team that was going to, you know, lead that game winning drive. (laughs) That doesn't happen for us that often. So that was that was a great moment. And just being there was like, you know, when you leave a stadium and after your team wins, that's just like you're going to slam some beers and stay out all night. So it was a great moment. What's number three for you?
0: Number three moment, the uh blowout win against the Bengals. At that, you know, at that point in the season, we were one and two coming off the blowout loss to the Browns. You know, we were a little on. It's like, oh god, like the season may go may go off the rails. Joe Burrow comes to town, and we get we get our playoff revenge. Spank them twenty seven to three, just a physically dominating performance. Got us to two and two, and then that's when I thought, you know what, things may be okay. Ryan, you Taylor's were you were hopeful r- at that moment. Yeah, I was. I was like, okay, AFC titles back on, baby. <laughs> But, yeah. that, but that was a that was a very entertaining game to watch so that that's my number three
1: I remember I remember that game yeah that was a that was a very big we went from beating you guys the previous week to rooting for you that week to beat the Bengals it was funny um all right run out of time here so number two for me is the Ravens Browns game in Baltimore and the second half of that game where Deshaun Watson went fourteen to fourteen on what turned out to be he had a sprain in the ankle and that's where he got a shoulder injury was in that game and led us from down to beat Baltimore in Baltimore. Once again, games we don't win. And I even backed that up with the stat of where we were like 0 57 since 1994 or whatever. Like we we don't win that game ever on the road. And for a team that had a lot of issues winning on the road all season, that was like the signature win, and I and that was another moment where I felt like, man, he's back with Deshaun Watson, you know, because he just he really looked good in that game, and he looked good in the second half. The first half was pretty bad, like he was like six to eighteen or something, but finished he was fourteen to fourteen in the second half. So that game was a roller coaster, and just seeing that game winning drive was was special. I felt like. Because even though I'm not a Deshaun Watson supporter, in the sense of like we've talked about that, I don't I don't love him as a human or anything. I don't want to root for him, but he's my quarterback, so it's kind of a it's kind of a weird gray area. I just want all the narratives about like the contract and overpaid and he's cooked. I just want all that shit to go away, and the only way that goes away is if he plays well. And that felt like the beginning of it going away, so that was a very good moment. What's your Alrighty. number two? By number
0: two, week eighteen, beating the Jags to end their season. That's all they one. all they had to do was win. And they won the won the division. All they had to do was beat the lowly five and eleven Titans. And then King Henry drug his nuts across the entire county of Duval.
1: City <laughs> of Duval? So. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. The Jags really fucking crumbled, man. That shit still blows my mind. <laughs> All right. Number, Number one. one. This is a pretty easy one. Joe Flacco, prime time against the Jets. Brown's clinching playoff victory. He Un- was in his bag in that game. He, he was, was he was in his bag. And to do it to do it in prime time, juxtaposed to the last time we clinched the playoff victory, was during COVID when no one was there. Is just like could not be more op- opposite end of the spectrum. And I was like I was I was watching the game in my basement when I I was tearing up a little bit after the game, just seeing all the emotions, and I was like, "Man!" Because at that moment, I felt like the Browns really could make a Super Bowl run. Little did I I know that they would shit themselves a few weeks later. But in that moment, I felt that was the best best moment of the season. What's your number one? There we go.
0: You know, my number one, even though it was, even though the actual game ended a loss, the London trip. Okay, going to London. I, the whole the vibe. First of all, it's new Tottenham Stadium, best like sports stadium I've ever been to. Just all, all around elite bars all around the stadium. I mean, just w- w- walking into one bar, pounding three three dollar Heinekens, making my beer snake that was the right that rivals the DC Defender one from the XFL base. <laughs> all all the all the serotonin going into my brain. And then seeing a guy walk around in a Miami Dolphins Ryan Tannehill jersey, yeah, I remember that. Actually, I remember you sending that. That's and so, and so my message is to the fans: like, if your team gets an international game slot, don't think about it; just go.
1: Uh, I'm trip. so jealous, yeah, because I feel like you guys play there so much more often. Like the Browns haven't played there since 2016, I think. And I want to go over there for a game so bad, but I just don't feel like it's it's coming anytime soon. But when it does. Your advice. I'm definitely not even thinking twice about it. Those are some great moments from both teams. I know it was a down season for the Titans, but you can still find a little silver lining here or there. Um, let's see what people on Twitter said. Got a few responses here. Um, at Jay Brickman, 19 Browns fan said, being at the Thursday night game versus the jets clinching a playoff spot. And then he said also, or our win versus the 49ers. Both were great, great wins. Uh, loyal listener richie fox at i wish i was a fox the titans letting go of an amazing coach out of spite out of spite (laughs) and then the browns entire season was a defining moment for the franchise next man up etc yeah this out of spite (laughs) rich you're drinking too many of those shower beers buddy (laughs) um at brown's skull brown's candy school the titans I love this word. The Titans molly the Bengals was hilarious and awesome. It sure was. <laughs> molly I just love that term. It's so good. Um, and then offseason Browns at Fan Indifference said the Baltimore comeback win for the Browns, which was one that was also on my list. Uh, and then we had one quote, I believe, from Dog Pound Daily. Let's see. Trying to see exactly which Dog Pound Daily shameless plug. That is who I uh write my articles for at Dog Pound Daily. Let's see what they said. He said every Flacco TD that and in Joku's angry runs, both really good moments because Injoku really broke out this year, and I think every Browns fan were, was very happy to see that. So a lot of good moments. If you're a Titans fan out there, reply to the tweet next time. We need more. Or titans replies um but i think maybe they had the same thought process as you they probably just kept kept scrolling because they were like yeah fuck this season i'm ready for i don't want to talk about it anymore <laughs> um but you know it's, jo- it's jover it's jover um yeah so it's been fun we're almost out of time so i will say that we will be back the week before the super bowl to do our super bowl preview and Thomas, I want you to cook up a little something. Now, it's been well documented in the show that you have a gambling addiction, and you've been through hell and back with that gambling addiction. Okay, you've had people knocking on your door at 3 a.m. It's like a Walter White situation. So, I want you to come up with some prop bet slash parlay scenarios. For the Super Bowl. All right. I
0: I will come up with at one least par- I will come up okay. with one parlay that I will recommend to the audience. Love and then we, You know, we'll just go through together on some
1: props like, you know, like we did last year. Yeah. 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 Let's 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 do that because once again with the. You know, I don't want to dive into your backstory too much, but with the just pure, just like gambling addiction that you've just struggled with for 20 years, at least.
0: It's you a little have bit of you,
1: exaggeration. You have way more knowledge about this than I do because I build out like a stupid nine leg parlay every week that doesn't hit. So I want a realistic parlay from you. Let's whenever, see. whenever we do the next twenty twenty
0: five Super Bowl odds: Browns at fifty to one, Titans one hundred fifty to one. The second now worst that's what odds. I
1: call fucking yikes. Oh man, Lord have mercy! It's wild. Um all right, so we'll be back. Uh we'll be back next week. Do another episode. Little Super Bowl preview with some prop bet fun. Parlay parlay situation as well. Uh I guess oh we talked about the people replying to her tweet. Make sure to go follow Titan Up the Dog Pound at Titan underscore dog twenty-one on Twitter slash X. Um We pump out some fun content in there, interactive content. Uh, So you guys go check that out. I'm on x slash Twitter at big underscore Mike 9169. It's been fun today. Browns fans out there, stay positive. Our time is coming. Thomas, I'll leave the rest to you.
0: Just a hearty tighten up. Tighten up, ladies and gentlemen.